The following program is paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees. Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Little John and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. Oh, yeah. Time what? for the True Wealth Show. What? I know. All right, all right. Thank it's time you. to go. We're Where doing was the True Wealth Show. Ladies and gentlemen, entrance. welcome to the best Tuesday you've had all week in the most famous show you're going to listen to this hour because you don't want to be anywhere else but right here for the true well show i am your host dave littlejohn in studio with me is a bunch of people well katie Katie, and i do this from time to time you know what because nepotism totally works uh joining me my kid brother who happens to know a thing or two about the financial world because uh, I won't say our parents had anything to do with the financial world. So there's no like apple falling by the tree thing at all. Just call it, uh, you know, overlapping Venn diagram of financial resources in our family. How about that? That was a really complicated way Scott, to Scott, welcome him. to see you. This is my brother, Scott Littlejohn. You got to stop hey, referring everybody. to him as your kid yeah, brother. Nice, you nice make him the, sound uh, like he's part. 15. <laughs> like he's not a Doogie Hauser. Although I do look a lot younger and better looking. So, I mean, I'll take it. Although the hairlines right. are the same, right? I don't know. Encroaching. The encroaching yeah. is the lucky yeah, that's, that's, nice that's, feature. I tease about this one, right? But that's the one thing that, you know, a lot of guys, oh, your hair's thinning this side. Nope. I look like Eddie Munster. Pretty soon my eyebrows and my forehead are going to grow together. <laughs> So I like to show off the, my old license and my new license because they do look quite similar, even though they're eight years apart. You do not age much. It's true. You need to get in the sun more. It'll hit me all at once. Being in Oregon, it's kind of <laughs> nice to have that. You know, I'm not made of leather yet, but uh, well, but it's I was coming. gonna say it, there's a weird thing about like when you have children and they're little, and then all of a sudden you look at your license ten years later after children, and you're like, <gasps> like you're you still have littles. Give give it another five years. There'll, there'll be some other lines and stuff that show. Oh, no, I, up. I took a headshot. Uh, this week, mm-hmm. you know, for marketing purposes, um, I had to get my vanity shot in there, and I've got a really too good a camera um, because I did see someone. Yeah, it's like there. I need a softer lens right now. <laughs> no, it's like, soften that up. It's like yeah. no, 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 get the one megapixel. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, know, you use your you use your phone and you use all those nice features, and it does a lot of favors, and then you get out something for real, and it's like, whoa, okay, uh, that's really me. Okay. Oh, I was gonna say, pull with. the Marilyn Monroe cheesecloth over the lens, right? Like, let's yeah. make it look a little hazy. The, the, yeah, <laughs> let's soft out those Elizabeth lines. Elizabeth Taylor, a white, the diamond. white diamonds <laughs> out on their way. That was the uh, spoof oh. commercial on Saturday Night Live where it was so hazy you couldn't recognize any of the actors. Oh my <laughs> it's God. Just, you know, like a big shower room in there. Yeah, just, just everything was foggy. These have always brought me luck. It's funny though, like for the most part. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but like I don't feel necessarily older than my 20s most days i think maybe more mentally than physically but um but then all of a sudden you take a picture you look at something and you're like oh yeah nope not not there anymore well i mean oh, you guys geez. deal with it every day i mean time horizons is part of the conversation with totally. finances uh it's t- part of the conversation on what what i do i'm mostly insurance based david and i have uh worked in the i guess professional service realm for gosh i've been about 13 years now dave where are you at yeah i'm i'm in my I've completed 20 years. I'm hitting. I'm rolling into the 21st year. Oh man! So yeah. he's doubling up decades at this point. But um, one thing so is he just made you sound really old. I know. Well, the, tra- <laughs> right. the transition of starting your early 20s it helps. That's one of the reasons I'm here. Is the timeline transition is folks getting older and moving into the Medicare world. Yeah. So we're going to totally talk about some key things today. If you're wondering why is my brother here, well, it turns out 
Uh, there are windows when you can talk about things, and we're into October. That's a magic time frame, okay? It's so a busy time frame. It's, it's a magic time frame if you are eligible for Medicare. And so we're going to talk today. Today's show, we're going to focus on, no, not politics. No, not the markets. We're going to talk about the protection part of the equation. Right, we talked about financial plans before. The planning comes in these stages, right? There's take an inventory, look at cash flow, set goals, design with the end in mind, so sort of reverse engineer your strategy, but then you have to take into account the risks of derailing your plan. And there's only three things you can do, and there's actually only two really, when it comes to risk, right? You can either ignore it, manage it, or, or transfer, transfer it. Wow, right. I've hung around you a time or two. Yep, and I so and guess what? You know what ignoring it is? It's just managing it really badly, okay? Because you're still keeping the risk. You're just not doing yeah, it. Yeah, no decision Someone is. Someone else will manage it for you if you uh, ignore or it. Or it'll manage you, right? So part of why I wanted to ask you here, Scott, today, of course, is because mm -hmm. Medicare is going to be really relevant. But there's something else that I think needs to be on people's minds, and it's really relevant because of recent history in our area, but in Oregon in general, and that has been, there's been some catastrophic losses as a result of forest fires. Oh, Pacific Northwest, or actually just the West Coast. Pacific, the whole yes. West. Like there's, It's been rough. I've had two clients, you know, I do personal lines insurance as well. I've had two clients lose their home during this wildfire time, and it's been a, um, it's obviously not a conversation you ever want to have with your clients when something like that happens. Yeah, it's no. tough. It's very you know, tough. Thank the, you know, thank the Lord they actually did have insurance, and it seems to be going according to plan. But, but yeah, a lot of people going through a lot of tough times out there. Right. So what I'm gonna I want to talk just briefly about some of the elements there. Uh, but for many, remember this this is the worst example, but it's so real. The time to buy insurance is before the house burns down. Right, you can't right. buy it after. But here's the kooky thing. Or while it's burning. Because yeah, I can get we a couple actually, calls like that. Can we uh, talk about that really yeah. quick? I'm yeah. sorry, David, I don't mean to derail you, but people call like all of a sudden there's a fire in their backyard and they're like, Hey, by the way, can I double my insurance right now? And what is the answer to that, Scott? Uh it's pretty much a hard no. Uh it's and they're going, try. but my house didn't burn yet. And even if they're able to get it through there, uh, there's typically an investigation that goes along yeah, with it. Yeah, there could the be a clawback, process. right. And um, even if you're able to technically get that in and something happens into, this, into the computer system of sorts that it goes through, it doesn't guarantee that that's actually mm -hmm. going to be uh, worked out. Gotcha. Well... Here's your mic the, wasn't and, loud and here's why. That's why he was pointing at right? you. Right, here's why. Yeah, we're just going to bump your mic a little. Oh, um, it, it, What's going on here... Keep in mind what I just said, and, and this, this will be relevant to Medicare, too, because the idea of a pre-existing condition, you've heard that discussion. We'll, we'll touch on that briefly today. The idea, though, that you can sort of buy something after the damage has occurred, that doesn't work by definition, okay? And it's because insurance is all about the risk in advance. If you buy it after the, the event has occurred, that's no longer insurance. We call that scamming. Right? I mean, that's, that's, that, fraud. that's fraud. That's fraud, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or it's not insurance. If somebody would let you do it, you can't call it insurance. That's for darn sure, right? Oh, definitely. No, that's called payment plan. Yeah. <laughs> You're on the payment plan yeah. now to try to you fix know, I'd, I'd love to bet on green when it hits on the wheel after the fact, but uh, they don't really let you do that at the casino either. Yeah, they don't. And there's – so let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the very fundamental basic 
concept. And first of all, why is insurance talked about in the financial realm, right? People, I swear, folks think that they are being sold insurance. And like insurance is the least sexy thing in the arsenal for our firm. It is also perhaps the most essential. Well, right? and, and I will say, I'm, I'm sorry, I know I totally cut you. Here we have Scott in the studio and I'm, I'm speaking on the microphone, yeah, but, but like when I was teaching financial peace, it, I think the hardest thing about t insurance is a lot of people look at it like, oh, I'm going to make all these payments and I'm never going to use it. Oh, yeah, right. No and that's fun. the mentality yeah. going no into it. There's no thrills with insurance. I mean, let's just, let's just face the truth here on this. I mean, and it's, and not it's an tough investment. because you see the commercial and they make it look not even really cool there. Honestly, uh, they just make it look funny. But um, one of the things that people need to you know, just just to quickly brief on this fire situation people went through. You know, right. When it right. comes to a homeowner's policy, you know, I always give the example to my clients and I want to go over it first to set an expectation of what that's really going to be like. And Lord forbid it, it happens. It doesn't happen. But, you know, it's kind of. You know, you ever see that commercial where the agent's there shaking the hand with a guy, giving him a check for 400 grand, and they're over the ashes of the house? You know, that's probably a million-dollar house right there. Uh, it's not like they just pay you out a check straight away. You know, they're going to make sure that um, they're going to give you what that house is worth on the spot, and then you have to go through an entire rebuild process, and then they'll give you the money at the end to make you fully reimbursed. And that's, in, in most any policy situation, that's what you're looking at. So it's not like a car where they can look at the blue book value and say, here you go, you're done and we call it good, but with a home, it's different. You need to rebuild that home in order to be made whole. Well, right. and let's it's talk about, it's not even just the sticks and the lumber that goes into the home. It's all the things you have inside. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, if well, close your eyes for a minute and actually just lit, like name everything in your family room or every item in your kitchen drawers. Like, can you name every item in your kitchen drawer? Because there are things that you have bought over decades sometimes or hand-me-downs or different things that you forgot you had. Well, it, it's tough because, I mean, right now I'm here to talk about Medicare more than anything because it is pertinent, but these fires made this exceptionally yeah, pertinent yeah. right now, too. You know, well, not to just switch gears to personalize. Yeah, yeah and, and I'm going to – I'm. this will all come together. You'll see. I have a plan, but you have to listen today, gang. So, like, <laughs> now now this is, like, the plug where I go, you got to check out our podcast to get all of this because insurance is – there's layers of it, right? So we've established first the, the first layer of – you insurance is for things prior to when they happen okay but what is the basic concept of insurance it's this transfer of risk okay and remember you when it comes to risk we assume risks all the time every time you get in the car you assume, assume a certain amount of risk but you're also supposed to have transferred a certain amount of risk right yeah. you know what well think about it you're the the the, the assumption of risks is i know that physically i could get hurt if I'm in an accident, right? Like there's a danger in riding in a car. It's, True. it's very measured and it's pretty, we Low. accept a lot of it because, well, we have really good defined rules and a lot, most people play by them generally. <laughs> and then we also have mandatory insurance, supposedly, right? People do illegally drive without insurance, but you're supposed to have coverage so that if you damage things or hurt people, there's an available pool of resources to help make them whole. Right. Okay, that's how it's supposed to work. But there's this assumption of risk and a transfer of risk, and in a sense, a sharing of risk because everybody's required to buy the insurance, right? And when you don't buy the insurance, you know what you're doing? You're Breaking cheating everybody law. else too, which is not very nice. 
to be honest. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, no, you, you kind of suck. And isn't it always okay? the people that don't have insurance that end up having like five accidents in one street? Sadly, that tends to be what happens. I mean, it, yeah. it's a lot of it's, you know, it's built into your premiums and such, and it's all done through zip codes and, and where you live. Well, that's and the thing. There's it's a lot like, of factors that go into it, it. It's it's always, this is the universal insurance concept. The people that don't pay for insurance just make it more expensive for everybody else, which is part of why I'm kind of okay with, well, there should be more consequences if you don't carry the insurance, right? right. But that's a, that's a whole separate issue. The bottom line is this. The idea is that we assume some risks in life. We just know that they're going to happen. And uh, that's also the reason that your, your insurance doesn't start at zero. You have a deductible, right? Some of it, like, oh, fender bender. You know what? It's cheaper for me to fix it myself than to, to, to take it to insurance. But, oh, total loss of vehicle, that's what the insurance is for, right? I assumed some risk, and then I shared some risk with the insurance company, too. That's how this stuff works in general. But, you know, here's the weird thing, because I want to talk about health insurance and Medicare. They play by special rules. You know what they are? You're going to tell us. I am after the break. We got to, <laughs> so we'll do that. And uh, when we come back, remember, you guys got to do the podcast thing because we're going to have all of this. But we're going to talk about why is Medicare unique and not like your property and casualty or your auto insurance. That and a bunch more when we come back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shuck. And, and Scott Littlejohn. And you got True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Show. I am your host, David Littlejohn. In studio today with me, as often, not always. <laughs> not always, Mostly. Katie, most of the time. I know, it's really hard to get rid of me. <laughs> well, you know what? We, <laughs> we, we, because we all have lives where if it's only a Tuesday, there are times when I'm on the road or something. But also in studio today, Mr. Scott Littlejohn. Yes. And strangely enough, yes, we are related. Yes, this is nepotism. No, I don't care because you know why? Scott works in the field of insurance, and he has uh, brokerage components, and so he's like, you know, and he's a great resource. And we're not pitching anything today; we're educating. Okay, well, Dave may not pitch anything, but I might. Pitch okay, a Scott bit, will pitch stuff. I'm educating today, and we're talking about, you know, why do we care about insurance? There's so much that's relevant here. Remember that a financial plan and your your journey to building wealth is there's all of these minefields along the way. There's all of these pitfalls and things that can get in the way. And those risks, some of them, you just have to accept as part of the game. Some of them, though, you can transfer to other people, like insurance companies, that can help to share the risk. And we're going to talk about risk management and why it's relevant. Okay, This is totally part of your financial strategy. It is mission critical to a successful long-term financial plan critical so at the beginning of time where did insurance even come from well yeah I'll, I'll kind of take it back to the beginning the whole concept of insurance started with ships going back and forth between you know Great Britain and Europe and the New World uh, so it started it with maritime. ships going maritime. across the ocean and what would happen is if a ship went across and they came across rough seas um, in order to steady the boat, they would throw some of the, the shipment over. 
And so someone could go have their shipment on the way and be the one to lose it. And while everybody else has made it over, they didn't get paid on whatever they had on that boat. And so a company called Lloyd's of London, which is the oldest insurance company in the world. Still in existence. Still in existence day. today. They insure everything if you want to do your legs or any, you know, <laughs> any of that stuff. stuff. Yeah. They, do, like, you they know, do it all. Football players' hair. They, all right. They will do that. Um, so, but anyway, this, this company, uh, Lloyd's of London, came up with this idea that, hey, well, if everybody chips in just a little bit, then if something bad happens at sea and somebody's shipment goes over, then we can all take what you guys chipped in and make that person whole on what they would have gotten if the ship had made it there. And that was the whole idea behind insurance was that everybody chips in a little bit to take care of the one person who comes across a really bad luck situation. Yeah, it's a distribution of risk by everybody chipping in and then... The, the concept being that not everybody experiences the risk simultaneously. Now, if the whole ship is lost, it's a problem, right? But well, it depends on how many ships you got going. Yes. See, and, and that's the trick, right? Look at that. Well fed, sir. Well fed. One of the elements that, that is required for successful insurance is you need to have a broadly diversified risk pool. Okay? This is also why it's really expensive for specialty insurance. Right, uh, a classic concert pianist can insure their hands, and it can be exotically expensive because you're not sharing the risk with a lot of people. Right? Well, you, you see that, like, uh, let's say you've got a college athlete, you know, who sure. is, am I going to go pro or am I going to stay one more year in school? And what they'll do is they'll take an insurance policy out on their knees and legs and whatever in case if they do get hurt, that they can cash in that policy to get paid as if they were a pro. You know, at least a portion of that so that they can still get what the value that they have right. themselves. See, on. things you didn't know about insurance. You, I didn't know that. You can do th- But you so got to be pretty good. You can insure <laughs> just about anything. Well, and you got to be willing to pay for it. And it'll cost. Uh, what it goes through is a process with it called an actuarial. Uh, so the actuary, actuarial will put the, uh, they'll basically run the equation of, hey, how much do we need to collect in order against this, to weigh this risk out. Uh, in order to make it worth it to us and worth it, you know, affordable to the insured who is actually going to try and buy this policy. And this process is super important. I'm not going to hijack where you're going with this, but I'm going to make a mention of something for our listeners. I have said this before on the program, and I will I will stick behind this, right? This is not a, sh- a political shot, but this is a recognition. The pension plans for many government programs had failed actuarial assumptions. What it means is the actuary originally designed the program with certain things in mind, but those things have since changed, but the program didn't change to accommodate them, and now the program doesn't have enough funding to meet the commitments they made. So, for example, if the average lifespan of a person back then was 72 years old and now it's 76 years old, the average participant is now living four four years years extra which means it's four years worth more of pension payments, so it's less money in the bucket still. And we have seen this in everything from Social Security to Oregon or California PERS, and you see it in the private sector as well. I'm not saying that it's only in the public sector, but failed actuarial assumptions make things problematic. Sometimes it can be to the consumer's benefit. Uh, I have seen scenarios in my career where insurance products that were financial instruments were designed and they got the assumptions wrong and it benefited the customer 
not the insurance company. Oh, interesting. It can happen. Those loops like close what? really quick. Uh, as an example. example. All right, I'll give you this is a real life example. There was a company called American Scandia. It was later purchased <laughs> by Prudential. American Scandia had an annuity product with a guaranteed living benefit. And that living benefit guaranteed that regardless of contract value, you could take a certain annual distribution from that contract, regardless of the value in the contract. So the markets tanked in 2008, but for something like 40 basis points of insurance rider value, they would guarantee you a 7% annual distribution from that account. So imagine a $100,000 account that falls to $50,000. You're allowed to take $7,000 a year out of that account for the rest of your life. You could spend all the money you had in it, and they had to keep paying you. Yeah, someone got fired over that. That's a real contract that still yeah, exists. No. Multiple people got <laughs> fired over that. A lot of people got fired over that one. You can't buy that anymore. Right? Uh, it, you yeah. can't get it anymore. <laughs> it's and, like, and even which is why this is not investment advice. <laughs> it's kind of like PERS Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. Correct. They, they had, had to make to changes change. because the actuarial messed up and guaranteed 7% well, to everybody, no the, matter what the market conditions You know, we were. talk about that you go based on the information that you have at the time. Did they really mess up, or is, did the conditions change? That's both. Or uh, was it both? No, it's both because... It's both. They, I mean, the, well, honestly... No, it, they messed up because the assumptions for rates of return... In the 80s and 90s. Oh, they were really high. Yeah, but they I mean, weren't anticipating like a crash. You're anticipating 8% annualized returns in your account, and then you go through a period from 2000, from 1999 to 2009 where the S&P 500 was actually negative for 10 years. Yeah. Yet you that have a messed up your equation. Right. It didn't build time. in any bad. It only built in the good. Yes, and well, it, and it made the guarantees, and a lot of people figured it out, and they and here's other things they did. We'll take your highest three years of service. So somebody could have worked uh, part-time, just enough to be eligible for PERS, and then at the end of their career, Worked they full go full-time for three or four years, bump their salary way up, and then lock in a pension for life that really doesn't reflect the contribution amounts that they were able to put in, but yeah. they still get the benefit. Right. So these are little holes in the system that people have exploited. And I don't fault them for exploiting them. I just say the actuaries messed up when they designed the program. Right. Which, uh, you know, speaking of other programs, I'm going to swing it back around to the Medicare okay, program. Okay, so, so, yeah, <laughs> good. So let's, let's, let's talk about it. So <laughs> Medicare's not actually pure insurance, though. So we're going to make – let's talk about that and why it's – like why our listeners – you guys care because, like, some of you out there, you're like, yeah, Medicare is, like, now for me or you're, you're in it or you're about to be in it. So let's do. I know you're dying to get there. Oh, it was just, not even a subtle just transition. You're just like, you know Medicare. what, let's just do a hard cut. All yeah. right. So, so there we go. So, <laughs> so Medicare is a system that is essentially is designed for folks who are 65 or older or have been disabled for more than two years um, on full disability. Uh, so what happens is you, you qualify for Medicare by paying your taxes on your paycheck as you see there's social security that comes out of your paycheck or there's a medicare portion that comes out of your paycheck uh it's what 2.3% well, on but it's uncapped it's like all of the money you earn it's you a, it's a percentage own. of your paycheck that goes into that pool and so what happens is you have to put into that pool for at least 40 quarters in your lifetime or to be years. eligible Okay, and 10 years uh, to be eligible for Medicare. And if you're married to a spouse, then that automatically makes them eligible because you're married at that time as well. So by filling this pool, 
the Medicare financial pool for 10 years, it allows for the government, which manages that pool, to kick in to a portion of it because it's broken up into two parts. There's a Part A and a Part B, and these are great letters because they're the first two of the alphabet. Um, but they're also great because... <laughs> Um, because now you have to memorize stuff. I get stuff to explain them to people who yeah. really don't. Uh, who it, it can be complicated, but it's it's somewhat complicated. Uh, some, but it's it's explainable too at a certain level. Okay. So there's Part A, which is what the government pays on your behalf for your insurance, and that's in in the from the Medicare pool. The Part B portion is your portion that you would pay towards your Medicare ins- uh, Medicare insurance. So you can have what's called original Medicare which is simply an 80-20 split when you go into the hospital or some place that takes original Medicare, which is typically the hospital. Um, so you're going to get a bill. You're gonna, the government is going to pay 80% of it with your Part A, and you're going to be responsible for 20% of that bill. And there's no, uh, there's no cap on the expenses. There's no out-of-pocket max that goes with that. So Whatever you have a $100,000 bill, you're going to uh, end up paying $20,000. Uh, there's no caps on that. And so what they've done is they've designed, and, th- and this, bear in mind, this doesn't cover any of your prescription costs between your Part A and your Part B. And that's why the typical definition is that Part A is for your hospital expenses and Part B are for your doctors and service expenses because most doctors will not bill just original Medicare because it's kind of difficult to do. Right. And that's why it's really left up to the hospitals. And that's uh, how I've always that. explained it, too, is like Part A, hospital. Exactly. Right. I mean, like, if you're in the hospital, that's the part they're billing. Yeah. I mean, maybe you'll part find B, a doctor who can do doctor's it. Doctor's office. It's yeah. rare that a doctor's yeah, office so is going to cover with part. Yeah, you don't usually a. go to the doc to the hospital for like your checkups, yeah. right? So and so your maintenance stuff is going to go through Part B, which is theoretically optional, but penalized if you don't get it. Uh, yes, more or less. Because um, there's a what happens is you actually pay your bar- Part B cost because all that money you've been shipping in through your paycheck over the years, over those ten Which years or more, two point nine percent total, one point four five percent for you, and then your employer matches one point four five percent as well. So the money from that pool picks up eighty percent, and you if you choose to take your Part B, which most people do once they hit 65, is $144.60 that's on a monthly basis that gets paid. You can pay that yourself or it will come straight out of your Social Security benefit. And a lot of people try to say, okay, uh, you, know, you know, you don't pay anything for Part B, but really you're paying for it. And you're it just prepaying up, it and you don't it's, see it. Yeah, it's you coming it. out it's of your... debited from your Social Security. from your Social well. Security. And so it comes off of your Social Security benefit. Right, mental accounting, right? So if I don't see it, it doesn't two, exist. The Part A and the Part B, that <laughs> makes up 100% of what would be considered a premium. And so when you see these plans out there, um, there's two different kind of directions you can go. Well, really three. If you take original Medicare, or you can take what's called a Medicare Advantage plan, or you can take what's called a Medicare Supplement plan, or Medigap. And I'm going to explain what those things are. Um, yeah, I'm really interested, uh, but let's do this. People, yeah, all right, Dale's nailed this thing. We're going to do the break, right? And then when we come back, if you want to know, like, which plan, how they work, and all that, some interesting new stuff to consider, especially for us here in Douglas County. So we'll cover that more when we come back. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shuck. And Scott Littlejohn. And you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240. KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome back to the True Well Show. This is your host, David Littlejohn. In studio today is Katie Shuck. 
and Scott Littlejohn. And I'm going to tell you, we are covering ground. If you are just joining us, you're going to want to check out the podcast. You can go to littlejohnfs.com. It'll be posted uh, probably first thing tomorrow. But we're covering, for, for many of you that are listening, some of you you are going to kind of go, yawn. Look, if you want to know why uh, the podcast is relevant, look, we're talking about why you actually care about insurance. I don't expect you to like it, but I expect you to care because it's mission critical for risk management and a successful financial plan. But for you that have been listening, I have asked Scott to join us today because we are into a critical period for Medicare. And many of you listening are either already enrolled or getting near enrollment time, and you need to know how this stuff works. And here's the beauty of this, right? You guys see it, you know, once. Scott gets to see this all the time. So he's pretty well versed in this stuff. And uh, so I was hoping, can you break down, you know, there's, there's options for folks. And how does this work? Because it's not like, oh, you get Medicare and you're done. There's all these options that go with it. It's the alphabet soup of Medicare. Uh, yeah, it pretty much is. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of different, um, you know, it changes yearly. Uh, like I said, we were just talking before. It's, there's essentially three, three routes you can go. Original Medicare, which we spoke about last segment. That's like Part A and B. Basically, taking Part A, not dealing with Part B, and paying 80-20 on everything you do. Okay, that's very traditional, what we call an that's indemnity called plan. Original right? Medicare. That's 80, like the uh, base 80, 20 anything. Plan. Like, well, if I'm yeah. really bad, I can go to the hospital. It's well, yeah. it's allow. I believe it's a lousy idea because it's uncapped. You have unlimited risk. Yeah, I mean, in if that you've scenario. seen a hospital bill. Uh, Lately, it probably is worth it to yeah. pick up the Part I, B and go the extra mile for this. I didn't get full coverage, and I had a heart surgery, and it was hundred and forty thousand yeah. dollars. They pay eighty percent, I pay twenty. So guess if you've got what? A, you know, if, yeah, if you're if you're in a position your to handle that, thousand dollar bill. That's ah. great. You saved one hundred and forty four dollars a month. If you have been on uh, Obamacare, the marketplace stuff, coming into this, your premiums. If you've been paying for those, get ready for a much better experience once you get to Medicare. Yeah, a lot more affordable. Book. Um, so, so with instead of original Medicare, you can either choose two roads to go to. When you turn 65, you get what's called a seven-month window for your. Um, it's your original election period. It's your the first time you're eligible. Yeah, it's three months before your birthday launch. Month. Yeah, <laughs> it's a seven-month window. Three months before your birth month your birth month, and then three months after that. If you get it done within that time frame, you don't have any penalties or anything that can hit you on the back end if you try and get to this stuff later. Right. That's well, a long time. It's, it's a, well, it's That's the, a big window. It's, the problem window. is that people will let it slide, and then they run out of time. So you can, you, you know, if you don't stay on this, you can miss it. I want to just touch briefly on the penalty thing and clarify. With Part B Medicare, you've got this price that's sort of locked in. If you don't take it and you want it later, it will cost more. That's sort of the it's cost. actually the the Part D is what costs more. Uh, okay, well the, the part, the part B, letter, right? Yeah. That's why I have so it for your prescriptions will cost more. What he's talking about is there's a penalty that goes if you don't sign up during that first seven month window for a, a for a plan, but also a plan that includes your prescription drug coverage. Every month past that third month after your birth win birth window is every month that you wait beyond that, they're going to add a 1% penalty to the second lowest price prescription plan in your area that will be on your premium for the life that you, for the rest of your life. Ew. So if you go, let's say you right. wait, it's you expensive. wait a year past that and you're like, well, I, I don't want prescriptions now. I don't need this stuff. And you just take original Medicare and you don't worry about a prescription plan. And then you need one a year later, you're going to have a 12% multiplier 
on top of your premium that you Forever. pay for the rest of your life. No, wait you, a minute, because that. what happens if you go into Medicare and you aren't on medication? Well, that's the thing. A lot of people will take a Medicare Advantage plan because it includes the prescription drug coverage with it. And you see a lot of ads out there saying zero premium plan, zero premium plan. What that means is that between the Part A coverage that you're, the government pays, that you've paid into, and the Part B coverage that's, that you're paying for $144.60 a month, that between that amount of money, a private insurance company, like a Regents Blue Cross or a Health Net or, you know, HBO, one of those, yeah, one of those they are betting that between those that money, that they can do exactly what they say they can do and not charge any additional premium to it. And they can give you a plan that offers not only what original Medicare would have to cover by law, because by law there are certain procedures and all types of medical things that have to be covered under original Medicare, but they can offer more than that. They put in, I call them nickel-dimer benefits. So, like, they may have massage, massage therapy benefit. Or chiropractic. Or chiropractic or, or acupuncture. Or they have uh, preventive dental in there. And they might put some vision credits in there so you can get some new glasses or get in a, a, you know, all these little nickel-dimer benefits on top of what anything original Medicare should cover. And they can throw in your prescription benefits on there as well. Uh, so they can put that all into one package. And Medicare Advantage is called Part C. And it will cover essentially anything that Part A or B would cover and Part D, which is your prescription drug coverage. Wow, see, alphabet soup. I, I wasn't know. lying about yeah. the alphabet it, soup. It gets a little weird. Well, I have to yes. say, it's actually easier to see a visual totally. than to do this on the radio because alphabet soup is frustrating. But it's just figure A plus B plus D is Equals C, <laughs> right? That's the math. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, it, yeah, and it depends because in, in Roseburg, you know, in Douglas County, for 2021, there's 19 available Medicare Advantage plans, and not all of them include prescription drug benefits. Um, oh, interesting. So, right. so a lot of them, yeah, 19 so combinations. If I know you will. we've got a, a, a VA hospital here. Yes. A lot of folks have VA coverage that includes prescription drugs. So some plans will be built with that in mind, to where they can offer more services that would be covered under Part A and Part B, and leave out the prescriptions and leave somebody a plan that's considered credible. Because uh, that's the big name is if you have insurance, it has to be credible. I mean, it so meets meeting, the qualifications. It meets the guidelines. It, it, it's good enough but to again, standard. We're, we're, we're setting the bar low, not high, yeah. right? Well, it, it's got to be <laughs> meet government standards of being good enough. And every year they'll nail you out a letter that says if you have credible coverage or not. So, like, if you have group coverage and you're over 65 and your employer is paying for that group coverage, you might want to keep that. And they'll send you a letter of credible coverage every year. And you're not going to be penalized when you fall off of your group yeah, coverage. That means that that 1% per month doesn't would not roll up because your employer is essentially filling the role that you would have had to have paid for out of pocket. So, Got yeah, it. exactly. So your seven-month window starts the date when you retire. It'll start that month. It's uh, your period to, to sign up. So you're not going to get so penalized for staying on your group plan through your employer. And if it makes more sense to, for you to do that, that's great. But you'll still want to sign up for your Part A coverage because there's no – at your 65 window, because there's no penalty for doing that. And it doesn't cost you anything right. to And do your that employer well. typically will – require that yes because what they want to do and this is we're getting a little in the weeds here but they want to do what they call coordinated coverage it's where you have double coverage and so then the two insurers cooperate to figure out how much to pay but it just means you as a as insured gets more coverage right it's, so it's, it's not a bad deal it's like and belt plus, and suspenders yeah you know they they, <laughs> they work hand in hand and it's it's not a bad thing and it's great if your group is still covering you in right. that type of scenario but for those who are not and you're going into the 65 during this 7 month window you get 
a choice between Medicare Advantage or what's called Medigap or a supplement type policy. Yeah, but now this is like a fork in the road, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it like is. You it's get a choice, but once you make this choice, if you guys could see me in here, you know, I'm using my hands a lot because I, I typically show somebody. Uh, I, I, use, I consider myself an educator with this and not a salesperson. You know, I'm a broker. I represent most all the carriers, and so it's about figuring out what works for my for my clients. But what works for them is at 65, you get a choice to go down the road of Medicare Advantage or the road of Medigap supplement coverage, and the way that works is. Between, you know, in either scenario, you're going to have to pick, you know, apply for Part A and and enroll in that, and you're going to have to pay Part B, whether in either of those scenarios. But a Medigap plan is, I call it kind of managed care. So essentially, if you can have a $0 plan that goes with a Medicare Advantage plan, those are a lot like traditional health insurance. You have an out-of-pocket max, you have co-pays, you have expenses that go along with that. Whereas when you go into a Medigap plan, you can get all those letters like you've heard of Part F or a Part G. Or, yeah. Well, you really you can't get a Part the, F the, anymore if the you're 65. The are sort now, of the – they were the original yeah. supplemental plans. So they you got your Medicare A and B, and then you wanted to stack other benefits on. You could do these different Medigap plans that were Parts A through F, right? And each one of them sort of added more benefits. There's a well. number of letters, and they all have different categories that they'll fit. So the certain letters will cover – certain expenses at a certain percentage. The one that was always considered the Cadillac plan was always a F letter plan. And what happened is at at the beginning of 2020, if you weren't 65 by then and had one already, you're not able to get an F anymore if you're aging in now. You can, well, get what's I can think of all plan. kinds of jokes where they just yeah. unfed you. They just uh, totally. So. Oh, <laughs> come I know, I know. Wah, so, wah, wah, but don't worry. Wah, those wah. who have an F already, you're grandfathered into that. You yeah. can continue to fail. I mean, to have an F, and <laughs> you can. And what happens is, in Oregon, during your birth month, the way it works is called the birthday rule. Is you can, if you're on a supplement, you can switch that during your birthday month within 30 days of your actual birthday. Each year, you get a chance to move from one carrier to the next. But um, I'm going to explain a bit more about these Medigap plans and how they work. You know, because if Medicare Advantage is a kind of traditional style where you have copays, out-of-pocket max, you have copays for your uh, prescriptions and such, Medigap's a bit different. You're paying a higher premium, and you've got some other things that go along with that that make the coverage. But I'm going to turn it to Dave here to. All right, so let's we'll, let's take our last break. Okay, we'll do that when we come back. We'll kind of we'll take a few minutes and we'll just help folks. Again, if you're making this decision, you've, you've got this path to go down, and we'll talk about some of the pros and cons here. But we got to grab this last break. So stick around. This is Dave Littlejohn and Katie Shuck and Scott Littlejohn, and you're listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. This is KQEN Local Talk at 4 on News Radio 1240. KQEN. Hey, gang, welcome back to the home stretch of the True Wealth Show. Covered tons of ground today, and we are, you know, in a very complex topic that's very relevant for many of you out there Medicare. So, joining uh, Katie and I in studio today is Scott Littlejohn, and you have been explaining to our listeners just this myriad of options that they have to choose from. Yeah, it's a, you know, normally, you know, when I help people to do this, uh, I try not to go too far in the sticks. It's Sometimes I kind of make the mistake and, and do, but uh, I always want to make sure that they end up in the right spot for themselves. And so really, like I was saying, the, the Medigap versus the Medicare Advantage um, 
you know, that's a big choice because the biggest the biggest factor you have going in is that there's no medical underwriting when you're in that seven month window that we're talking about. That's magic, by the way, which if is a big deal. Yeah, you know? no pre-existing conditions, nothing. It's like if you show up and you sign the paperwork, you get coverage. I, exactly, it's just a sign up form. As long as you have been paying your Medicare taxes and and you, because when you sign up through your Part A, you go through the Social Security office to do it first, and then they send you your card, and then you come and see me, and then when I talk to my when I talk to my clients, I explain the two-road system. Uh, Medigap is essentially you're going to pay a, a premium on this that may be kind of expensive, you know, maybe $160, $200 for that monthly premium. But what it does is that it allows for anything you go in that's medically covered under original Medicare, uh, as long as you pay that premium and the deductible that goes with that plan, and maybe $150, $160, $160, once that's paid, as long as you pay the premium, anything you go in, in and out of the hospital, um, it's typically going to be picked up. You won't see bills for that, and that's what's really great about Medicare. So to me, the bottom line on this is there's a lot of options, and you really, if you don't know what you're doing, because I've already learned like a handful of things just by you kind of explaining them today that I didn't know already. Now, I'm not 65 and going into Medicare, but if, if I feel that way, I know there's other listeners out there that feel that way too, and that's why it's important to work with a pro, somebody who understands all the ins and outs of the program. Well, and that's the thing. It doesn't cost you any money to do this. How, is that, how does that not cost somebody because anything? Because what happens is, you know, because there's a lot of money flowing around through here, the, the agents are paid on a commission basis. At least I'm paid on a commission basis. But it's and not so by the client. It's by the insurance company. Right. It's so, and that's important, well, by the way. This is also part of the way insurance law works is that when a plan is approved in the state, that is the cost. So if you mm -hmm. go direct online, then the online resource is your agent or your broker. So you're self-serving, but the cost is no different than if you go through an agent and get their help. Right. Because the plan is approved at that price point. Because the plan the is the plan is the plan, right. whether it's exactly. online or in person. Right. So that's yeah. why we talked about this with life insurance, right? You can go to get life insurance through an agent or you can go through an online service. And it's really the same company plans because they're approved at each state has its own insurance commissioner. So each state gets its own block of plans. I mean, I would, that's one of the smartest things you can honestly do is go talk to an agent or a broker about this because it's, it doesn't cost you any money to do this. You, but you get to get the educational experience and not have to learn the whole thing yourself, right. but you have someone who can guide you through this process who the plan takes care of, of taking care of them, and yeah. you don't have to pay them for it. You're going to pay the same price regardless on those plans. And like in Douglas County, you've got 19 different Medicare Advantage plans. Yeah, there's from. new ones this year, right? You, know, you there's they've a couple, added more? What they've added this year, um, you've got four different carriers down here. Uh, you've got, you know, um, gosh, I can't The bottom line thing. comes yeah. to it is I you mean, don't know, you just don't know what you don't know. Well, right? A lot of and it comes down to who accepts that insurance company. You know, have you ever gone right. to the in and out of network and those kind of things that go along with it? These plans are set up specifically, yeah. and you really it, it kind of takes someone who knows them really well to take you through the process to explain what might work best for you. What I like about this is there's a consultative approach, and I think it aligns with the concept of both true wealth for this program, but also how we like to operate our firm when planning is you know, everybody's circumstance is unique, right? Uh, if you're taking specific drugs, you may be able to look at the list of drugs that a different carrier covers and what tier and do some cost optimization, right? Oh, totally. That's, a, that's a, one of the largest parts about it is figuring out what your, you know, when you go in to see your agent, let's say you're going to bring in your Medicare card and you're going to bring in the list of your medications and your doctors. Uh, so to make uh, sure if you're listening, you should bring in yeah. a list of medications. Please bring that in. You're only helping yourself. <laughs> Scott is in doing giving that. you the book on what to bring with you. <laughs> and, I mean, you can call them. In, and we're in such a strange time with whole COVID and, and everybody's afraid to either see you. Um, 
you know, a lot of agents have set up ways to, to connect with you online. I know I've tried to do that, um, whether it's Zoom meetings or over the phone or whatever that FaceTime Are or whatever. Are you still meeting in person? I'm still meeting in person. I, I, that's one of the, my favorite parts about this is the generation who's in this tend to really appreciate your help when you're there. It's one of the more... It's the person-to-person It's actually a rewarding experience when yeah. you know you've taken someone through this, and it's um, probably my favorite product to sell is the Medicare stuff. Yeah. Um, just because you kind of see the relief in someone's face when you've taken them through, and they know that you know they're in a good place, and you've done your due diligence to get them through that. Um, and it just... Uh, you know, the program's difficult to navigate. You know, figuring out Part A and Part B and how that plan goes, it's really, to me, it's about, as with David, you, you set up a plan and you have a game plan with how you're going to approach this, and, and you want to know enough about someone's health to make sure you're putting them in the right place. And it's it's um, it's, it's important. tough to Your do health yourself is something to get that, that. I, is hard I, to fix later. I say to people a lot, the benefit of working with a professional like Scott is that you know, he sees this all the time. And so you get to see it once. And then maybe, you know, once a year you get a little window where you can make certain modifications, but some things are harder to modify than others. But when you when you do it day in and day out, you've, you've learned the gotchas, you learn the system, you learn how to navigate it. And the more important is you, you learn how to explain it to somebody oh, so yeah. that they can understand it. And a lot of it comes down to your, um, there's, there's things called extra help that you can qualify for, for if you're Medicaid eligible, depending on your financial situation, you could be fully subsidized. And there's ways to go through that uh, to where maybe you're not even paying these premiums or they're paying your Part B premium for you, depending on This is why a pro is important. I, exactly. And, and so I, I just, I like the, the, the little dangler that I hang out there is that it doesn't cost you. And so find somebody trusted. Uh, you know, Scott's on the radio. He's my brother, and we've already established there's nepotism. I'm gonna let so you can give out your phone number, right? Sure, sure. Um, give me a buzz. Five four one eight four four three four three four. Um, that's the best number to catch me at. You can go to my website. It's littlejohnins.com. Insurance, right? Yeah, so, for so we have Little John FS for financial services and Little John INS for insurance. I mean, so. there's, they're, they're set up to do your own sign-up if you want, but I am happy to help anybody get through this. Cool. Well, look, you know, as you can tell, that is the music and we're out of time. I want to leave you with this important point. Uh, we're here to educate. If it's not one of us as a professional, find somebody that you can work with and trust to get this done. It's important. If you need more information, how do they reach us, Katie? 541-375-0898. Give us a call. All right, gang. And uh, remember, check out the podcast. Tell a friend and uh, go share all this stuff. Until next time, this has been David Littlejohn. And Katie Shuck. And Scott Littlejohn. And you've been listening to True Wealth. The preceding program was paid for by Little John Financial Services. The opinions and views expressed may not reflect those of Brook Communications, its affiliates, or its employees.